In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hello, welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Aileen. I'm Sammy. And today we are joined by Dr. Shari Marchbein. She's a board certified dermatologist who is an adult acne and cosmetic expert. She's also the clinical assistant professor of dermatology at NYU School of Medicine and just all around amazing dermatologist. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, you for coming. You came recommended by like a hundred different people. <laughs> yeah. So that is the greatest compliment. Yeah. I'm being very serious. And I hear like even Ashley, who's been on this podcast, told us you cleared her skin. Oh, right. And how I, did you do that? You just like she she had acne issues right and then yeah. you just like cleared it before her wedding within like a second right oh, that's not how <laughs> i wish it were magic not, you had a wand yeah i'm like i wish it were magic it's honestly a lot of hard work on the behalf I of believe. the patient truthfully and a really good skincare routine that includes prescriptions and okay so everybody who comes in kind of gets their own individual it's so obnoxious i really write it down and so i have to make sure my penmanship is very good because <laughs> then i tell everybody to post it in their medicine cabinet so everybody gets their own individual individualized skincare routine based on like what their skin looks like, what they need, because people have different combinations of acne and rosacea and all these yeah. other things. So everybody needs something different. There's no like cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. And so then everybody gets their own skincare routine. And then most of the battle is whether they do it or not. I also have to say for the listeners who can't see you, you have amazing skin. <laughs> but like I have I'm, acne. I'm, You're so there's sweet. There's no way. I'm looking yes. for yeah. one blemish. It's there. One Honey, wrinkle, it's there. nothing. Well, okay. So, well, Botox does a body good, but we'll talk about that. that. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But, but. We'll get some of that. But <laughs> I have adult female acne, which is why I'm so passionate about treating it. And I use like five different things a day for it. Wow. And so what I tell everybody is, you know, like when we were watching the Super Bowl and J-Lo and it looking amazing, we're like, wow, we want to be 50 yeah. and looking like that. Yeah. It doesn't just happen. It's hard work. And it's the same thing with skincare. You know, we can't expect that overnight our skin is going to look a certain way. These are things that take months and months and months. And then you have to keep up with it. It's like going to the gym or doing anything else where you want sort of a long-lasting, durable result. But, you know, we want to start early. So anyway, I have acne. And my goal is that nobody should ever know that you have acne when you're on the right routine. So ah. if you're – you're just for the for the, the audience, you guys, I, I can't even describe – the fact that you're saying that you have acne gives me so much hope yes. for like how I can improve my skin. Yes. I always sort of feel like, oh, this is like what I got. Like nope. we're good. Nope. So if you can make strides from acne to what you look like, oh. that is incredible. So tell us how you did it. Okay. Well, first or of all, let me just it. say yeah. I am not perfect. I am not blemish free and I don't have like no pores. It's just, you're, I mean, you're sitting a table length away from me and I have makeup on. <laughs> so we all have imperfections. We should not strive for perfection. And I think everybody needs to put down the magnifying mirror. Okay, so like stop staring at yourself so closely. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, we're not filters, right? We're people and we have to, we all have imperfections and we need to like run with those and acknowledge that. But I don't think that anybody has to live with acne. So adult female acne is very hormonal. So I often treat it with a combination of anti-hormonal pills like spironolactone, which is a pill that you take every day. Birth control pills can be really helpful for it. And then I do a combination of creams. So like Retin-A, which is anti-aging and also Mm -hmm. great for acne. It makes your skin glow and 
builds collagen is kind of the backbone of like an acne routine. But then so many of us have concerns about wrinkles and sunspots, so it treats that also. Mm -hmm. So I kind of do things that, you know, overlap. What about like what the person eats? Diet is definitely, speaking of diet, speaking of diet starting tomorrow, um, diet is important. But when we actually look at and and sort of break down the studies looking at diet and acne, there are a couple of foods that we know can contribute to it. There are some small studies that look at whey protein. So like a protein shake. Contributes to clearing acne? or to worsening acne. Worsening, okay. Yes. So things that we know that can make it worse. So if you avoid these might make it better. Whey protein, which is in like protein shakes, protein powders, can contribute to acne. Um, so I always talk to my patients, especially if they've got like a lot of chest and back acne, they might be doing, taking, you know, protein shakes. So we just talk about that and eliminating that and then dairy and carbs. So the, the best, the best. And I don't tell people to go dairy free or carb free. Cause a, like you would be miserable. I'd be miserable. Yeah, I was yeah. a vegan for a day and I hated my life. So I'm like, I'm, I'd be super mi- – and I, by the way, I'm a vegetarian for like 28 years. Oh, wow. But veganism was just way too hard for even a day. It's a lot. It's intense. It's intense. So um, dairy-free skim milk, we've got some good evidence for that if you're somebody who drinks a lot of skim milk, you might want to cut that out because oh. that can contribute to making acne worse. But we don't have good evidence for other forms of milk. And then for the carbs, it's basically high-sugar foods. So s- foods – breads, you know, basically like, you know, um, any high sugary, you know, cookies, cakes, things like that, that would spike up your blood sugar quickly can actually cause acne flares in some people. So it might be a good idea to, you know, to sort of consider avoiding those as well. Interesting. I do recognize that like when I eat like healthier, like I'll still eat carbs, but like like whole wheat type of carbs, anything with fiber, like my skin just clears up also drinking water. Yeah. But it completely... Clears, but then it also has to do when I am the on my of, pack. Yeah, of my on your birth pr- time of the month, right? It's interesting that the the foods you're um you're naming this morning. I was thinking about how just like I feel like I always have like a little bit of like a gut. Not not like I'm not calling myself like fat or anything, but it's more like I always feel like I have like just it's always kind of sitting there like yeah. not like clear. I can't I can't describe it. Like the bottom of my stomach always feels like a little bit full. Yeah. And I realize that it, that's because that's like more when I eat more carbs and dairy. Exactly. That that's what gives me that feeling. It's like a bloat almost that you're feeling. It's like this permanent just it feels like there's something in there all yeah. the time. Um so it's interesting that those foods are the same that cause both of those things. Right. That may contribute in somebody who's sensitive. So it's not for everybody and don't tell everybody, hey, stop your dairy and stop stop carbs. But in somebody who maybe has a lot of those foods or like if you have rosacea, which is more of a sensitive skin sort of breakout, alcohol can make them flare and break mm-hmm. out. So we know that there are certain triggers that you want to avoid and that okay. can help. But for the most part, like changing your diet alone is not going to clear your skin. So as you said, okay. when you're on a certain part of your birth control pill, many women flare like mid-cycle when they ovulate or right before, during, or after their period. So you may notice that that happens even if you're on a birth control pill okay. still or if you're not. And, and that's just sort of like a cyclical flare that you have. Got it. Yeah. All right. Why don't we do the weirdest thing we do? Speaking of being perfect and not perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. We <laughs> want to get to know you more. We want to get to know you more. So as we yeah as we talked about before the show we we do this we do this now with everyone um we just talk about like the weirdest thing that you do on a normal daily basis that you feel like sometimes have to be daily just could be general just like that you do yeah <laughs> what is it that you do i have been a nail polish picker forever oh. 
Mm. So I basically, if my if I go back in a week later and I still have polish on my nails, I think my manicurist is like shocked and feels something has I happened to me. I can relate beyond words. <laughs> I'll pick off gel nail polish. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, well that's very damaging <laughs> for your nails. <laughs> well, I don't get regular yeah. gel. Yeah, right, because you have to do I just something. pick it off and it's, it's more expensive. It's just one of my like, it's one of my habits that I sort of do and I think it's probably a little nervous habit and if I'm bored, I probably just sit there and yeah. do it. Uh-huh. So right now I'm sitting here um, and I have like half of my nails are polished and then half of them are picked off. Is it not, get the rest later. Is it not yeah. such a satisfying feeling when you get a full pick? Like I, when yes. the whole thing comes <laughs> off, you're like a full thumb. You're yeah. Like, yes. The thumb is the hardest. <laughs> you can hold the square in your, your hand. <laughs> it's so funny. This is like a, I feel like this that's is like amazing. a variation of trichotillomania that's yeah, like is, less yeah. bad. Yeah. Wait, what's trick? Is that it's when people pick their hair, hair out? Oh, I knew a girl who did that. I, I think it's like a similar thing, pathway in the brain, just like less damaging. Yeah. Unfortunately, one of my kids, I have six-year-old twin boys, and one of them already is biting his nails. And I'm mm. like, oh my God, he's taking after me because I'm like, the, I pick yeah. up my nail polish and he's already put it. So anyway, he's already, so I have six-year-olds who already have weird stuff that they're doing. So <laughs> we'll, see, normal. we'll see if we can continue that. Sammy, do you have anything weird that you did this week? Um, so this is a long time <laughs> habit for me and I think it's appropriate since this is a skincare episode. I'll do this thing. I don't do it every day, but where I'll like look at really close in the mirror. I don't have a magnifying mirror, but I'll just like look in the mirror and um, sort of like squeeze my pores yes. out and like just to like just and, squeeze them. Yeah. I think everybody, by the way, out. likes doing that. That, by the way, is what people call blackheads. So just so you know, those are not blackheads. No, I know. I, yeah. don't, I don't think I have blackheads, yes. but I squeeze. I get it. Those, it we call those, and we call those little sebaceous filaments. Yes. The stuff yes. that comes sebaceous. out of them. Wait, what, what do you mean it's not a blackhead? Okay. So blackheads are actually acne. Yeah. We'll just break it down. There's pores and there's blackheads. Blackheads uh-huh. are actually a form of acne called an open comedone. We're getting really specific here. But it's the same stuff that causes your other acne, bacteria, oil hormones yeah. inflammation the stuff on your nose or your chin that you can literally sit in front of a mirror and like you know oh, i just do my nose no but you know what i'm talking about because yeah. everybody does yeah. it and people come in and they're like i've got blackheads all over i'm like no, no no those are just your pores and some people have bigger pores yeah. genetically and some people have smaller pores it's just like who you are but those little pores are connected to an oil gland so there's obviously a little bit of sebaceous filaments what we call it which is like a little mix of like the oil that comes out and a little bit of the dirt and you could literally just like squeeze it you see it coming out of the pore and it's so satisfying it's so satisfying <laughs> but PS it's gonna die. fill right back in I know yeah. you know what I mean it's, it's what people are trying when, to remove with those like pores when you, yes. get, a, when you yes. get a facial is it like what they're, they're pulling out and correct. it hurts so much well I don't know that might be that they're trying to clear out if you do have blackheads but it would be the same thing when people say oh my pores look better from a facial it's the same sort of idea but it's going to fill right back up because they're pores and they're supposed to be but there. But you know what I mean when it hurts so much yep. when they take it out? I, my nose is so stiff. Like, yeah. Just, oh my God. Yeah, they're probably going after those but I tell heads. people just leave them the pores. Literally oh. the pores. So just stop doing them. what I'm doing. Leave it. I mean, you can, how do I get it out? Then? Okay, well, here's the thing. That's where I usually use things like retin-A or salicylic acid or other things to kind of help the um, appearance of them. My goal is to come out of this with a skincare routine. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna come see. Yeah. you. I'd love to see you in my office. Okay, wait, that too. But <laughs> yeah, this episode, I'm coming. Start your office. Yes, it's in Tribeca. Okay, I'll come. You're Great. Close. Long, <laughs> it's really not close for me, but I'll still come. I'll can I bring my dog? You could totally bring your little dog. Great. Okay. Sure. Fabulous. Aileen, what's your weird thing? Oh, um, oh yes, I drink instant coffee. 
<laughs> oh my god, so does Avi. I'm like, what I is drink, wrong with you? I used, I, like, I, I, it's, I just like it. I put in my like little sugar-free creamer, and I just like sit in my couch, and I just drink it before work for like 30 minutes, <laughs> and yeah. then I come here. But like, I love that I can make my coffee. I don't want to use a machine. I don't fucking care about that. And it just like I don't get Starbucks anymore. I just like make my coffee. That's but it's amazing. people are like, that's disgusting. Do so you do like a teaspoonful oh, of yeah. like what is it, Sanka? I get the um. It's the yellow brand. It's like a, a Bustello. Bustello. It's okay. like a, really, it's just instant coffee, and it's definitely the bottom of the barrel. But I just, I like it. And that's what we had, dr- like, growing up. That's what we drank, My right? mom always drank yeah. that. I was just like, that's what we drank. all right. Avi does it, too. He's like, he's like, why do you have to be such a coffee snob? Yeah, exactly. I used to be a coffee snob. I'm not a coffee snob. I'm and just- then I found myself, like, fucking jittering all the time, and I was like, yeah. Let's reel Starbucks it in. is very intense. Yeah. I actually prefer Dunkin'. I know this is like <laughs> like I get Starbucks every day just because it's like on the way, but I actually think the Dunkin' is more pleasant. I don't know why. Is I, it okay? And I'm going to tell you, I get coffee from my the, literally the deli that's next okay. to my house. Deli coffee's the I best. I love deli coffee, but I cannot drink caffeine. So maybe this is a weird thing. I can't drink caffeine, or I'll literally be shaking all yeah. day. Yeah. So I'm I'm a decaf person. So speaking so of my coffee, mother. though, how does that affect your skin? Caffeine, anything? Well, if you have rosacea not acne necessarily but with rosacea there's actually varying which again people who flush more easily they get red they've got very sensitive skin there are some right so there are some sort of studies that show that caffeine can actually make it worse and then there's some showing that it might actually make it better so Mm. I think that we don't entirely know and that but there's no like hard and fast rule so it's not like you should not drink coffee or you should not have you know caffeine caffeine can actually constrict blood vessels so you'll notice caffeine is in a lot of under eye creams and other creams that are trying to help with redness and soothe the skin because it can constrict blood vessels and make them appear smaller and less noticeable interesting yeah so from a skincare perspective, <laughs> we're soaking it all in. I know. I love it. You're yeah. like, note to self, get yeah. a caffeine yeah. eye cream. Yeah. Uh, that's really funny. Um, just <laughs> going back to like healing adult acne and all of that and all the products that you, you make like a recipe for people. Literally a regimen. Is there a way? Is it is it hard to do? Like, is it expensive? So uh, another great question. Some of them are prescriptions and... God, prescriptions have just gotten out of control, even generic prescriptions. So I try to work with whatever the insurance company allows me to prescribe. If there's a certain like medication I want and they won't cover that, there's maybe a generic that I could switch to. I often will use, you know, pharmacies that I know mm-hmm. are can help with that as well. So specialty pharmacies. But yeah, some of the creams, the prescription creams can be a little bit pricey. Everything else though is over the counter. So it's like gentle cleansers and moisturizers with sunscreen and you know, creamy moisturizers at nighttime because a lot of people with acne are terrified to moisturize their face. They think if they yeah. moisturize, they're gonna cause more acne and clog their pores. It's the opposite. If you get dry, if you over cleanse, if you don't moisturize, you're gonna strip the skin of like the oils that are supposed to be there and it tricks your skin into making more acne. So you have to do, you know, gentle cleansers and you have to moisturize really well. I have a question about kind of like, so we're sold like a ton of products. Um, just for the average person, not someone who comes to you and asks for a regimen and they have a specific problem they're trying yeah. to fix. I so I used like probably like three or four years ago. I used to like be very into like I did a serum and you know yeah. I did everything, but I actually and then I kind of just was like fuck it, this is annoying and yeah. I stopped. And now I just like wash my face occasionally, put on moisturizer. Sometimes I'll use I'll use a sunscreen if it's summer. Um, and I find that my skin has been just like fine. It's right. like, I don't really see a huge difference. So we're probably over, you know, uh, the skincare business is 
what yeah. 300 billion dollars or something it's a huge huge business and you can definitely overdo it i think that basically you need like three things in the morning and three things at night Ooh, so what if, are they okay i'm gonna tell you <laughs> so if you don't have like problematic skin right if you are just like a run-of-the-mill you don't have acne you don't have eczema the three things that you need are a gentle cleanser I, as they're <laughs> saying early Sarah and I like notes. put pen to paper yeah. like in, in yeah. like in unison, unison. <laughs> gentle so, cleanser so gentle what's cleanser, a brand gentle or? cleanser in the morning there's a bunch of them um, CeraVe Cetaphil um, I grew up using Cetaphil yeah, like, all the time Neutrogena um, Ultra Gentle um, St. Ives makes a chamomile like gentle cleanser there's so many but you want to look for something that says gentle or ultra gentle Meisler water like you can okay. go oh. as simple you as you can use that for yes I feel so weird after yes. I put it on my face why so, you don't, what does it feel like? I love Meisler water, but yeah. like you don't have to if you don't love it. But those are good examples of gentle cleansers. It just well, like yeah. feels like I just put something on my face. Like oh, I always I feel know. like that when I take put toner on my face. Mm, yeah. I kind of well, like the feeling of toner. Yeah, but toner is usually putting something on your face. Yeah. That would make sense. I thought it takes <laughs> off the stuff off your face. No, but the thing is now the newer toners can have things in them like various acids, hyaluronic acid, glycolic, so they're actually like treating the skin or soothing the skin. That's a whole other thing. But okay, okay. so you need cleanser. to wash your face with a gentle cleanser in the morning. Then everybody really should put on a vitamin C serum. So you need an antioxidant serum. When you go outside, we are being smacked with pollution we have sun exposure oxidative damage i mean all this stuff and should that have spf in it no that's no. going to be our next step okay so the vitamin c serum is one that literally protects your skin it's like putting a literally a vitamin and protective shield on your skin from going outside so it eats up all these bad things that could damage your skin cause breakdown of collagen wrinkles brown spots so it makes it look healthier and more even and protects it brands Okay, so some <laughs> so some of my favorites, and again, it depends if you have acne or not. SkinCeuticals is a great company that makes vitamin C serums. There's a company called Skin Better. Over the counter, there are again great ones. CeraVe makes them. Um, I'm like I'm trying to think. There's so many good ones. Are there any that we should have heard avoid? of? Image. I haven't heard of that. Oh, okay. Are there any that we? Are there any brands that you think should be avoided? No, I I wouldn't look at it that way. What I would say is this because. We're talking about cosmeceuticals now, which are not FDA regulated. There's no good control over sort of the quality. So you really do want to look for a brand that has very good sort of scientific data and evidence behind it. They put the money in to test it to show that it's done what they're claiming it's going to do. No, they all claim that. No, you. Re- I mean, that's that's part of talking to your dermatologist, right? Is sort of knowing that. So vitamin C serums typically should have like a yellowish color to them. So oh, it should be more like a, ye- a light yellow. They have to be protected from the sun. So usually their bottles will be a dark color or opaque so that you can't get sun exposure and that they don't oxidize if it turns like a dark brown it's not working anymore so most good vitamin c serums are like that yellowish color Mm -hmm. and it really is a lot of it is like talk to your derm about what they think is great so the two that i started with sort of the skin better um skin suticles there's another company is those are really good like very high quality vitamin c's but there are other great ones l'oreal now makes some great serums i mean olay there's so many good ones so depending on your budget because 
Not everybody has a budget where they can spend 160 bucks for a serum. Yeah. You may want to start with something over the counter and then, you know, you save up your money because you really only need to get one every six months. So you save up your money and then when you're ready, you maybe buy a different one and you see if you see a difference and if you don't, you can go back to the one that's less expensive. Mm. Okay. So what's the third thing? Yeah. Okay. Third thing is sunscreen. So every day, I know you were saying that you only do it maybe in the summer. Every day of the year, 365, there are UVA and UVB rays coming through cloud. Yes, that's ultraviolet A and B, which causes skin cancer, wrinkles, sunspots, and all the other things that we don't want come through cloud. So it doesn't matter if it's if it's you know sunny or cloudy. It doesn't matter if it's snowing, raining, hot. None of that matters. Do not leave home without sunscreen. You need at least a 30 SPF that blocks 97% of the UV rays. Um, and this is one of those things that I don't necessarily think you have to spend a ton of money on. That being said, and I'll give you some good ones that I like over the counter, but if you get one with a tint, it can then double as makeup. So if you're someone who doesn't mm. want to wear, like you're, you yeah. don't wear a lot of makeup. None. Right. <laughs> so you could get something that has tint in it. And the tint has something called iron oxide. And iron oxide protects us from blue light. So blue light we know is in our phones, our computers, everything that we're looking at, that also can break down your collagen and cause brown spots. So wearing something tinted is actually a great idea also. Do you like Supergoop? Yeah, I do like Supergoop. Okay. I think that Supergoop is a good one. Um, Neutrogena uh, Healthy Defense is one that I've used forever. Olay makes one called Complete Defense. CeraVe makes one called CeraVe AM. There are so many. Pons makes one called Clarent B3, which has niacinamide in it. So you don't actually actually need a moisturizer in the morning. Those are moisturizers with sunscreen. So I combine it to take out one. I mean, I'm a busy mom and most of us like want to get... Out so of the not house. just plain sunscreen. You don't have to. Yeah, they're all moisturizing. Yeah. No sunscreens. Well, no. If you you want to find one that says moisturizer with SPF thirty plus. Does, so okay. then what kind of moisturizer? Like, does it matter? Like, what it is? Any of the ones that I just mentioned, okay. and like almost right. every company literally makes a a, a, a decent, yeah, a good yeah. one that says moisturizer with sunscreen. Some people don't like that. I have some patients who want to do a separate moisturizer and sun, and then a separate sunscreen. It's just an extra step that yeah. I don't really want to do. So it can be really simple like I'm not even getting into like neck and eye creams or anything like that really everybody needs to wash their face put on a vitamin c serum and put on your sunscreen every morning three steps get out the door I like it do we need eye under eye stuff in the morning no so I do but it is not one of those this is one of those like if you have a couple of extra seconds and you want to do it you can remember I was talking to you about a lot of them have caffeine in them a lot of them have something called niacinamide, which is vitamin B3 that helps with redness. Some of them have peptides to help you build collagen. And so eye creams are an added bonus for those of us who have a little bit extra time. But I would say expect modest results. If you have like a deep hollow under your eye that bothers you, you're a good candidate for something like a you know filler. You see your dermatologist for that. But eye creams, are, and they're not going to like take that away. Um, so it will help there. I think there's modest benefit from them. They're nice to hydrate with. Truthfully, I love sleeping with something like Vaseline ointment on my eyes. So if you're just worried about having like dry eyelids, yeah. you can put an ointment on them at nighttime, Aquaphor, Vaseline, anything like or just that. Dry Or just dry under. Yeah. but So you would put like your moisturizer with sunscreen on if you feel like you need more hydration. Oh, okay, good. Because I usually don't put under eye stuff because yeah. I don't, everything I see is really just like temporary just to make it, you look brighter, but it doesn't correct. actually do anything. Right. So over time, depend. that's again, 
remember how I said the vitamin yeah. C has different qualities and uh, the under eye creams are the same way. And so, you know, there are tons of them out there. I think the majority of them have modest improvement. So you can just use your moisturizer with sunscreen. Yeah. And like at nighttime when we do anti-aging stuff like your retinoid, you could do that under there too and then you get some anti-aging benefit. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pate packages and you scoop it and you just feel like you're a chef for your baby kitties and they j'adore it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order plus free shipping, baby. So let's talk about the nighttime routine. Okay. Equally simple. So it's literally three steps. You have to wash your face. If you are only going to wash your face once a day, which by the way, I think you should wash twice a day. But oh. if you're only going to wash once a day, you have to do it at nighttime. Think about what happens during the day. Yeah. Dirt, pollution, bacteria, smog, like all this. You can stuff. see it on your pillow cases if you have a white pillowcase, which I do. I do too. Yeah. So it just sits there. And what happens is if you do not rinse that off, you can get acne, it can clog your pores, and it definitely contributes to wrinkles and sunspots. Okay. So you have to make sure that you wash your face before you go to bed. That is pro- like probably one of the most important things that you can do every day. Um, and then after that, I recommend that almost everybody, and I do this as a part of an acne routine, but anti-aging which I know we don't all love the word anti-aging now, but however you want to make your skin look better. So you want to make it brighter, less wrinkles, less brown spots. So you need a retinoid. Retinoid. Retinoids. That's what I've heard is like they the are one literally thing that works. gold standard. I have something to ask. Talk um, to me. I have heard though there's lots of like retinoids, quote unquote, out there, retinols yes. out there that aren't like they have a percent of it in there and they're able to put that on their bat bottle, but it doesn't actually do anything because that's not strong enough. So you are correct. Let's break that down again. Okay. This is one of those prescription strength versus over-the-counter. Yeah. And again, there are certain things to splurge on and certain things not to. Your cleanser, you don't splurge on. Your moisturizer with sunscreen, you don't need to splurge on. But retinoids, you probably should. So here's the thing. The over-the-counter ones really are not FDA regulated. So we're talking again about cosmeceuticals. And I would go for companies that have good science and data behind them. But those are retinol. So retinol is an inactivated form of vitamin A that when it hits your skin needs to convert with enzymes in your skin two steps to become activated, okay? Okay. So when I give you a prescription, it's already activated, okay? So what I'm giving you by prescription is 
far stronger because A, it's already active and B, it's a prescription and we know it's FDA regulated and it's been tested to actually do these things that it's claiming to do. Whereas a lot of cosmeceuticals don't have that same claim. So mm-hmm. we're talking over-the-counter retinol versus the prescription retinoids. Got okay? it. Okay. That so you're is right. a great clarification. Yeah. However, if you've got really sensitive skin, I think starting with an over-the-counter retinol is great. And the companies that I mentioned before that have the same good vitamin C serums also make very good retinols. So, you know, there are over-the-counter ones. There are ones that dermatologists tend to carry kind of in the office, which are probably slightly higher grade. Um, but some of the over-the-counters have very good data with them, you know, as well. And then there's the prescription ones. I always like to get people on as high of a dose as they will tolerate. The problem with any vitamin A derivative retinoid, retinol, is that they often will make you dry for about the first month that you're using them. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to tolerate a little bit of that dryness and peeling. And I always think about it like, great, it's turning over my skin. I'm going to look more, I'm like giving myself like a peel at home. Start now. You know what I mean? I'm watching Sammy's eyes and she's like, listen, she's like, yes. No, but yeah. listen, well, it's, start now. it's part of why, like when people ask me, you're at 42, your skin looks pretty amazing. Part of it, it is because really, I've been doing like, these things. It really for, does. You literally she's have the skin of a child. Goddess. Like I can't, like I can't get over it. I'm like, <laughs> well, she, yeah. she's, she's her own. It's part of my business. Yeah, you it have is my to. business. No, I mean, yeah. But that is a good thing. You live your, you live your brand. Yeah, but it's so important to do. It's also why I love when like people have acne when they're younger. I'm like, great, I can get you on a retinoid. Your skin's going to look amazing forever because it's anti-aging. Plus it helps treat acne. Plus it just make, makes your skin, you know, pores smaller and it makes like fine lines better and That's it helps you with the discoloration. Right. So you need a retinoid. And again, if you have sensitive skin or it's the winter time and you're really dry, you can start with like an over-the-counter and then as you tolerate, maybe start even three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at night. Mm. And then as you tolerate it better, you can bump it up. I know I really like <laughs> We're like, mm. yeah, yeah, that's the key. That's Literally the key. in our heads, we're like, creating yeah. a, a life where we do this. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. You're like, I'm going to become skincare goddess. Like, that's what's happening in my head. I see it happening to you too. Yeah. Okay, okay, so what's the third step? Okay, the third step is a moisturizer. So because retinoids make you dry, you need to moisturize. Like okay. everyone needs to moisturize. What well, kind? All right. Well, that's another great Because there's point. like night creams and they're so thick and like... Well, remember, some of, the night, some of the night creams, me too, some of the night creams are going to have like a retinol in them. So be careful that you're not double dipping. Oh. Right? You have to read double. your ingredient. Don't double dip. <laughs> don't you have to read your ingredients <laughs> because some of the down? night ones will combine it together as opposed to having like a separate retinol. So you just have to be careful that you're not, because then your skin's going to get really irritated. Yeah. So when you're using a prescription retinoid, I like using heavier, like creamy moisturizers, but probably like my favorite, like light moisturizer are things like Neutrogena Hydra Boost, which is more of a hydrating booster. It's got hyaluronic acid in it. Oh, I want to ask, you about, ask that. about what that okay. is. <laughs> I already have it written out. That, that, that's a note. We already, we're so going to discuss Are you like, we need to get to them all? <laughs> no, this is the, I mean, I'm not kidding. I could talk about you. We could talk about skincare. We, still haven't, even, we haven't even touched Botox and fillers, which is like. <laughs> okay, well, I might okay. have to come back for a second. So, visit. Yeah. so what's a heavy cream? So <laughs> like the one that you would put in your yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah. Um, so something like CeraVe cream in a jar. How do you spell, do you spell that? C e r a v e cream. Ah. So I like things in jars. Um, Vaseline makes some great heavier moisturizers. So again, you want to just look. For, and I'm not talking about like an ointment that you're going to put on. I'm talking about like a moisturizing cream. La Roche. Um, uh, yeah, La Roche-Posay makes something called Lipicar, which is really nice. These are all like nice. I actually post my medicine cabinet like on my Instagram. Check it out. 
So yeah. <laughs> I'll usually put in there kind of the things that I like. If you don't need something heavy, you could literally do a hyaluronic acid, whether it's a serum. I use like SkinCeuticals makes something called HA Intensifier or L'Oreal makes some great hyaluronic acid serums. Just depends how much you need. I like something kind of thicker and heavier. So I tend to be a CeraVe person. Simple skincare is another great one. And they make more of like a gel formula also. Yeah, my mom has my mom has great skin. She's always had this like big ass bucket of Lancome like this. The, like yeah. the 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 seventy two hour. I don't even know yeah. what it is, but she's Ooh. like, yeah, I've used that my whole right. life, right? And I, I'm like, like you find one that you love, and then you kind of just stick with it. Yeah. And a lot of it is texture. Some people do, like you and I like heavier. Yeah. Some people would hate if I told them to put that on their skin. So it's it. just a matter of what you like and how you like the texture to feel. I have a question about the brands Talk because to me. it feels like there there's so many brands there out so there. Many. It's so hard to tell like. What's good? What claims are legitimate? And like you just said, okay, your mom used Lancome her yeah. whole life. My my grandmother had amazing skin. She was like obsessed with Erno Laszlo. Like, does it matter like which brand you're loyal to? How do you know which are making like weird claims? Like, I just don't get how you can really know. I think that that is part of right now. Everybody can kind of be an expert, mm-hmm. right? And it is, it is a good idea to go see your dermatologist and say, can we talk about a skincare routine and what you think is best for my skin? There's nothing wrong with sitting down and having a 15 or 20 minute appointment talking after having a dermatologist examine your skin and giving you some suggestions of what they would love and, and what they think would be good for your skin because everyone's skin is different and you really just don't know. That's when someone's in my office, I literally give them multiple examples of what they can use. And I usually start by saying, well, what are you already using? And mm-hmm. if they love it, I'll say, okay, stay with that because you love it and I don't need to change it. But sometimes they're not doing like, you're not doing a moisturizer with sunscreen. We have to add that in. But my God, you can go to a far, you know, your, your local kind of drugstore and there's a ton of them so look for oil free look for non-comedogenic which means it won't clog your pores look for at least a 30 spf and then you just have to kind of try things out and see what you like like one of the reasons i did stop kind of like having a strong skincare regimen is because i stopped believing all these claims from these companies that like they would actually do anything what about when it comes to like the really expensive brands like La Mer and like those things? Are those worth it? So I uh, listen, I'm somebody who I love drugstore beauty. So I'm a big fan of like what I'll call high low, which is knowing where to splurge and knowing where to save. And I think things that you leave on your skin with the exception potentially being moisturizer, things that you leave on your skin, so your retinoid and your vitamin C, it's often worth splurging on those, okay? Those okay. are things that we want to have actively, we're circling, we're <laughs> yeah. literally making we're stars in the oh, paper. Yeah. Okay. I, we need to like take pictures of these papers yeah. so that people can I'll know what we're talking about. Yeah. I'll write it down for you after, I'll write it down for you after. I'll go to your office, are, separate issue. <laughs> but those are things that you might want to splurge on, right? Those are things that might either be prescription or you're going to spend a little bit more money on because it's companies that have done a lot of testing. Things that I do not think that you should splurge on, like your gentle cleansers. My God, you're washing those off. There are a million great ones over the counter. Find one that you love and run with it. Moisturizer with sunscreen. You do not have to spend a fortune on that. You know what I mean? You can get great ones over the counter. And I think your nighttime moisturizer too. This is also, you know, luxury versus non. And do I think that you need to spend hundreds of dollars on like a night cream? No, I don't. So La Mer, no. I've never used it. Okay, well, that's proof enough for me. I have another question. I, but again, I, we're talking about luxury skincare, right? So but if you, is it I, bullshit is my question. Do I think that it does anything? Uh, no. Okay, that's great. I love the but solid answer. I Same. But, like we but, got a real 
It doesn't but do I, it. But I think if like you love how it feels on your skin, go for I it. I don't use it. Like, I've do never you, touched it. Do you it. need to drive a Rolls Royce or can you drive, you know, your Nissan? It's a... Right, They're so you're kind of just. They get you where you it's just go. a luxury thing. It's a luxury to have. item. Okay, I have a question. It's a waste of a so luxury say, item. Say I come to you. Somebody comes to you at the at the life stage you're in now, right? Or I'm in now, and you say like, I want to have this. I want to have just like a skincare yeah. routine for the rest of my life. Are there certain things I'm sure, like maybe pregnancy or things like yes. that, that like will change that where yes. you'd have to adjust? Yeah. So like things that we stop during pregnancy would be like your retinoid. You stop that yes, during pregnancy. Correct. Okay, that's good to but know. But your vitamin C serum we can keep up with. Your sunscreen, of course, we keep up with. So there are some newer ingredients now that we can use that are anti-aging while you're pregnant. And one of them is called Bacuchiol. And Bacuchiol, this is why I love, you know, sort of K-beauty is, and mm, and, yeah. and, oh, also, and also like skincare because it's always evolving. So Bacuchiol is one of these like newer ingredients that probably, I don't know, we've been talking about for two years now. Can you spell that? No yeah. one's going to be able to Google <laughs> yeah. That if you don't spell it, B A K U. I feel like I'm at a spelling bee. B A K U C H I O L. I O L. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a K beauty thing. Yeah, is K beauty like the, the worth the hype? I think that certain things from K beauty, absolutely. If you know what you're looking for. Yeah. Do I think that you need like a seven step morning and evening routine? No, I just told you the three steps. I, I don't think need the snail serum. A, I don't. I don't. But I think that that I think that there is some evidence for it. So you know, but I okay. I don't use it. But I think there's some evidence. But then once you're, but my question really is like, will your skin change after pregnancy? Like oh, that you yes. need to change up your routine yes. from pre. Correct. So look, I've been pregnant once, and I had two children as a result of it. Congrats. Um, Efficient. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Efficient. So I know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you know, skin changes no matter what. As yeah. we're aging from literally mid-20s onward, we lose a significant amount of collagen kind of every decade. The skin turns over more slowly. That's why if you look back at like your pictures when you were 20 and you had like full cheeks and like no wrinkles and then baby now face. I, right, now I look at myself at 42, I'm like, God, I wish I had that like fullness back and all that stuff. It just, it, it changes. We start falling, we start sagging. And when we're pregnant, we're often afraid to use things. So we kind of let our skincare routine go. And I see this with my patients all the time. Um, sometimes acne can flare during pregnancy. We're not using like our anti-aging. So I will obviously get patients on as good of an, of a routine as I can while they're pregnant. We can treat breakouts with things that we know are safe during pregnancy, which there are a few prescriptions that we can use. Mm-hmm. And then after they're pregnant, we kind of get them like back on everything, back right? On. You know, back on your retinoid and, you know, we, we restart, you know, Botox and fillers and all those other things. We restart your lasers, things that we had kind of laid off for for two years. So I will just say that I don't think that, you know, pregnancy and then if you're going to nurse or whatever you're going to do that you don't have to lose that ground you can get right back into it you see your dermatologist I see so many of my pregnant patients right afterwards and they're like ready because they've kind of been neglecting themselves for a year and a half and 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 I don't I don't you know that's not something that I take lightly because as women it's very important that we take the time to take care of ourselves we're always taking care of other people so I think it's really important to say do not feel guilty for being here do not feel guilty for like wanting to take care of yourself and literally look as good as you can look but still looking like you also women aren't really allowed to age in society so right. god forbid so, so like just take it as a yeah. an investment yeah. in yourself right um speaking of like anti-aging and all that stuff what are your thoughts like on facials what's necessary what's not what kind of facial so how was, long before your wedding should you get one <laughs> i was literally just i don't know why i was thinking about facials 
this morning, like in the shower. And it's really, I, that's I, some of my best thinking there. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I actually, have, I don't, I may have gotten one facial in my entire wow. life. Um, I think that that's another what one of those it? great luxury things that it's great to spend time pampering yourself. Now, if you have sensitive skin or if you're on an acne routine, stop picking yourself. Oh my gosh. Yell at you across the table. Stop touching your face. Stop touching your face. I feel a thing and I'm like, what I got to go to figure out what that is. Don't do it. Not while we're here. So you do it after I leave. If I were, honestly, if I were sitting closer to you, I would have like tapped your hand or done something. But so if you're somebody who has sensitive skin or if like I have you on an acne routine, you have to let the person doing your face, you have to let your esthetician know that because there's certain things that they're not going to want to use. If you're using Retin-A, you should not have like acids put on your skin during the facial, right? It might make you too sensitive. Also, if you're acne prone, you don't want to have anything put on your face that could clog your pores. Because I do see a lot of people break out after facials. I I also recommend not having somebody like pick at your skin. So if you want to go or try to pop things, because again, that can make you break out. So if you want to go because you love it and you feel like your skin looks more, you know, hydrated or glowing afterwards, that's fine. But I don't think that it's something that you absolutely have to do. And I wouldn't do that and forego these other things that we know actually have very good data, right? Like don't do a facial, but you're not using your vitamin C and your retinoids. So that really comes down to like the consistency of like kind of a simple, clear routine that works for you on a like ongoing basis is what's going to really help. And also knowing what you use so that if you do decide to go get a facial, you need to like inform them because anytime I've gone, they're like, what do you use? I'm like, "Ah." right, exactly. (laughs) And they want to know because they don't want to put something on your skin, rightfully so, that could irritate it or cause more breakout. So it's very important to kind of know. Again, that's where I think like dermatologists often come hand in hand. Um, And I would not recommend ever, you said something about a wedding, don't ever change up your skincare routine right before your wedding. That is a huge no-no. that's one of those things I work with people for like almost a year before their wedding to get them where they want to be. Um, I, you, you we'll could, talk. Okay, we'll okay. talk. We'll discuss. We'll discuss. But if you don't have a skincare routine, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you could start things, but like you're not going to start a retinoid a month before you get married because right. I'm going to make you peel for a month, right? I never do someone's Botox right before they're getting married because guess what? If you don't like it, now you're stuck with my Botox for three. Months. I gotta come like now then. Basically, okay. You, when are, when are you going to marry? Like two and a half months. That's like oh my God, literally really? that's, I know. That's soon. I know it's crazy. Yeah, like, that would be the least amount I'll of time come tomorrow. Final. Okay, see you great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> something that I see people doing a lot, obviously on Instagram, sheet masks. What are they? What what what's the deal? Okay, so here's the thing. I don't. I'm sure you guys saw there was just like a big big hoopla about some some teenagers had some really adverse reactions to a certain I didn't see companies. I didn't either. A, a, a more clean brand, their sheet masks. I want to. I mean, it's it's just something Googleable. You can it's it a is news Googleable. item. And, I'm, and by the way, I'm not saying that the masks are bad. There was just a reaction to this one. So it was a um, yes two had like a unicorn mask that had citric acid and some other things in it, and th- they were having like a burning, like a redness and a burning afterwards. So here's what I have to say about sheet masks. Number one, again, these are not like FDA regulated. You have to know what's in them. You are putting it on your face, and it's staying on there for ten minutes. So it's literally almost. Um, it's like extra strong, right? It's it's sort of sealing it in. So I do sheet masks that are like hydrating and soothing 
as opposed to like you have to be very careful what's in there, right? You can look for things like hyaluronic acid or, you know, oatmeal or aloe or, you know, other things that would be kind of very like soothing and hydrating. Maybe something that has some antioxidants in it and anti-pollutants just to leave like a little, you know, extra kind of protective film on the face. I think that they're a great way to pamper yourself for 10 minutes. Again, it's something that you can do that's like an extra added fun thing for your routine. But should they substitute for something else? No. But it's a great way for us to stop and you're drinking your coffee and you can put a sheet mask on. Mm. I actually do them while I'm traveling. Like if I'm on a plane, plane. (laughs) I kind of love them. I'll do like a hydrating eye mask. St. Ives has these amazing, again, this is like you don't have to spend a fortune on these. St. Ives has these great hydrogel masks and they go right under the eye. They're clear. I've done them on so many flights and (laughs) I have to tell you, people love them. Like they kind of see that I'm doing them and then they're interested. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm taking care of my skin while I'm flying. You know, I wipe off with like my Meisler water wipes and then I'll do like treatments on the plane and it's fun and then you arrive wherever you are and you're still hydrated and very refreshed. I do my best skincare on the plane actually. Yes, right? You're like, well, I have a couple hours to kill. Let me like pamper myself. So there's also an interesting aspect of the sheet mask that um, my therapist actually told me. She said that when you put cold things on your face, you're actually activating like your dive reflex, which I think somehow reduces like stress because it, I don't know. I, I think it is a de-stressing yeah. and I actually keep mine in the fridge, but certain ones like the hydrogel ones often stay cold even if they're not refrigerated. But I love that feel and like I'll even do that while I'm like giving my kids a bath or you can literally do them anywhere depending on and it's 10 minutes and then you take it off. So besides the the under eye St. Ives, what what do you use for like sheet masks? I basically I use Simple and St. Ives are my two favorite cuz they've got great just like hydrogel masks that I love the feel of. Okay. Um, I love and it. again you don't have to like spend a fortune on that stuff I've got really expensive ones that I put on people my patients after I do laser in the office I I don't actually have those at home and I don't use those myself I love that you're recommending like accessible like economical brands that's what it is you have to again I think skincare is high low and if I tell everybody to go spend $200 on something when Truthfully, I, I don't think that there's a good basis for it. You're not going to be able to do it. Uh, skincare should be accessible. It should not be scary. These three key steps that we talked about, morning and evening, anybody can do them. You can all do them. You don't have to be overwhelmed by like a 10-step routine. So what we were saying about hyaluronic... Hyaluronic acid. Okay, so here's the hype, and I actually love HA, hyaluronic acid. So hyaluronic acid is a sugar that is found in our skin naturally, and it goes hand-in-hand with like collagen and elastin. It holds up to a 1,000 times its weight in water. So it basically plumps and hydrates the skin. It's often when you hear about things like, like my skin is dehydrated. Um, It's not dry skin, which is usually like a, a... a skin barrier issue where you need things like ceramides and other things. It's literally you need moisture and hyaluronic acid helps to do that. Our fillers, the majority of fillers that I use to fill the under eye area or the smile lines or the lips or the cheeks are hyaluronic acid fillers. So Mm. these are fillers that work primarily by plumping the skin and attracting water to the filler that's there. So I can inject a teeny little amount, but it Gives you a lot of bang. I have like the like a serum, like one with a dr- eyedropper, whatever that's right. called. Do you use that before moisturizer? Yes. So hyaluronic acid serums, which I use one in the winter time as well. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that there are some great ones out there. Um, are great as like a boosting serum. So I'll do that over my vitamin C serum, but under my my moisturizer with sunscreen. So, day, so daytime, not nighttime. You could do it at nighttime also. I like it. At you could night. do it between either. steps two and three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Newly. 
Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life, so it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N-U-U-L-Y.com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, Newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. You mentioned collagen. Does topical collagen work? Such a great question. I actually did a New York Times article about oral collagen. Yeah. So I think that um, there is some data for topical peptides. So peptides are the proteins that make up collagen. And again, you have to be very careful about the brands that you're using and selecting here. But there is some good data that peptides, when actually done well in a in a cream or a serum, can help boost collagen. And again, we do it like in addition to the other things. So it's supporting the other things that we're doing. You're using your Retin-A, which is building collagen. It's really nice to use a peptide serum. So I actually use a peptide eye serum and I use a peptide serum for my neck and my chest because we forget about our neck and our chest a lot. Yeah. Um, and then that ages and then your face looks amazing. So I think that peptide serums are some good evidence for oral collagen I do not so collagen powders or supplements there just is not good evidence for it which is exactly what I told the New York Times and there and there just isn't <laughs> and like, now, now she's telling us yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm telling you guys too which is there isn't and I'm sorry because wh- whoever makes oral collagen is not going to want to ever hire me for anything which is okay but you take it it gets digested in your stomach and I'm not sure how much of it actually makes it like just scientifically it doesn't make sense so but what about like I know to- if, top- if topical peptides work what about topical collagen like a specific collagen Probably cream. not because the it may be too large to actually penetrate the skin. The peptides are small, and so the whole idea is that they may be able to penetrate and form new collagen. Topical collagen itself probably doesn't do much. All right. I think that we talked a lot about a lot. We answered a lot because we have a list, a whole listener question segment. But ah, some but we covered. I think some we of covered awesome. a lot of okay. them. But there are a couple that stand out. I think okay. there's three, and I want to. So one is about Botox and yeah. fillers. One is about acne scars. Yeah. And one is about like tiny little annoying pimples. Yeah. Okay, and one more, which Sammy just <laughs> submitted in real time, which is makeup and how it affects the skin. Okay. So let's, so we know that those are the fourth areas we want to cover. Okay, should we start with Botox let's and Fettler? Because we have it. Let's okay. do it. Okay, was there a specific question? Or no. Just tell <laughs> no, us yeah, about there it. is, there is. It's like, what? how does that affect your skin? Okay, so here's the way that I think about sort of cosmetic work. Number one, a lot of people are very afraid of it because we see people who look, look like really bizarre. I, by the way, have both Botox and filler. I actually, I did my own filler last night. <gasps> 
so don't even wow i know i do i do and i did my own botox like last week you are so lucky <laughs> i know i'm also maybe a little bit you know after doing it for 16 years i'm like well i think i could actually do was it this on your myself. first time no my own filler last night was my first time i've been doing my own botox for a little while now um so wow yeah, so I did, thank you yeah. <laughs> i did my jaw line last night that's great do you mind jaw line tomorrow you can't um i saw and i didn't bruise yeah. myself somehow so um so anyway the okay you don't want to have it overdone you really want to the whoever's doing your injections i think it's a good idea if you really love how they look and right now what's happening is everybody is claiming to be like an expert injector do not go to somebody just because they have a million followers on instagram we're seeing a trend towards very weird stuff gigantic <laughs> lips overfilled jaw lines that are like just super square and weird these this crazy like cat eye thing that we're seeing now it is weird nobody should be looking like everybody else like you should support you like your uniqueness your beautiful individual features and that's the idea of finding a really good like board certified dermatologist to do your injections and you want to love the way that that person looks also so you want to mm-hmm. really look like you just more refreshed when you start so i started doing botox on myself what I like to call micro Botox at age 27. So I started seeing some fine lines. I noticed that my brows and my lids were getting a little bit heavy and dropping. And so I wanted to help that. And over the years, of course, I have finessed it because I'm now in a totally two different, you know, two decades later, how things kind of go. So um, when you start seeing fine lines, when you are not moving and you have a little fine line on your forehead or your crow's feet, or like when you make that little wrinkle, um, when you make your frown line, you have that little 11 or the one, you are due for Botox. I'm due. So, Fuck. It's okay. I have this thing so bad. It's not too late. It's not too late. Believe oh, it or not, it's actually amazing because I take pre-pictures of everybody. When you do consistent Botox, just like keeping up with your skincare routine consistently, those lines can actually go away completely within an, a couple of treatments. So a year later, you could look five or 10 years younger just based on having your eyes more open, softening the lines. Botox gives almost like a poreless appearance to mm. the skin. So can yeah. help with that. Part of why you're saying like it looks like you have no pores. I I think that Botox and retin like kind of help head, with that. I, That's mar- Botox. It's a marvel. But, but will you it's tell Botox. a patient like, sorry, no? Like- all the time. Literally all the time. I also have a lot of patients who want one thing, but really what they need is another. So I always start off by doing a cosmetic consultation where literally they hold the mirror. I ask them what's bothering them. And then I'm looking at them talking and, and, you know, moving how they normally would. And then I take a good look and say, okay, look, I know that you want to treat your forehead lines, but actually your forehead is large compared to the rest of your face. Your brows and lids are very low. We need to open those up. So my job is to kind of point out unique anatomy, how we can make that better and how to best support things. Because if I just do cookie or Botox, you're going to look awful, yeah. right? You want to have amazing Botox where like nobody knows that you're doing it. You can still move your face. You can still make emotions. I love it when someone's like, my husband didn't even know. Exactly. He shouldn't know unless you want to tell him. Nobody should know. <laughs> but people w- might say something like, wow, what did you do? Did you get your hair colored? Are you doing different makeup? Like you just look more refreshed. Yeah. So that to me is Botox. I turn people away who don't need it. Um, and then my goal is to try to direct them to what they actually do need. And if we don't align, that's also a time where I'll say, look, I don't think I'm the right person for you because I don't think it's going to give you the look that you're going for. And I won't be happy with that either, you know? Right. So it has to be, but it sh- should be soft and subtle and very natural. Right. Is that the same with fillers? A hundred percent. Like super Fillers soft. even more so. How do you prevent even filler face? More so. 
I mean, that's it. You have to go to somebody who knows what they're doing. You know what I mean? And that's why I really say, like, finding a board-certified dermatologist is so important because you could take a weekend course and be injecting people's faces the next day as a non-physician, and it's rampant, and it's all over. And you may pay a little bit less, but I always say you kind of, you know, get what you pay for sometimes. So you have to be very you know, subtle with filler. I often start, this is like a building process. So we'll do a little bit and then maybe I see you back a couple months later and we add a little bit more and we just make little tweaks as we go. You should not look like a different person. I don't want to erase your lines. I don't feel myself in my smile lines. I don't feel myself under my eyes. We are, you know, we are people. We need to move. We need to have some wrinkles. Like this is normal. When you look too tight and overdone, everybody knows and it's a really bad look. And also do the, yeah. And also people see themselves like through their phone camera. Like they don't really see themselves in real life 360. Like they see this filter that they want to look like. You're seeing a filter and you're seeing everybody else's filter. A filtered person in real life looks like terrible. Crazy person. No, just like crazy. Right. Like, Exactly. Do you do the uh, non-surgical rhinoplasty? So I don't do that. I'm going to tell you why. Um, That is actually a very high-risk procedure. So especially if you've had other rhinoplasties done before. (laughs) I mean, welcome to my world. And yeah. Uh, Yeah, several. (laughs) So if you've had them done before, it changes your anatomy. Your blood vessels are in a different place. But everybody can have kind of altered anatomy. So it's a riskier procedure. The blood vessels on the nose connect back with the eye and the brain and so you can risk blind I I can risk blinding somebody no matter what area of the face I'm injecting believe it or not again it's why you really need to go to an expert who does this all the time yeah but there are certain areas that are riskier and the nose is one of them so just for me I don't do that but I think that there are some really really talented dermatologists and plastic surgeons who are doing it and whenever somebody asks me I sort of send them there you just maybe saved me like three thousand no but it's a plastic surgeon that you were considering yeah, going no, to. Yeah, I would go to a plastic surgeon, but like you could still have risks. Yeah, things. but that's with anything. There's always risks. Yeah, like, there's yeah. always going to sur- You go to plastic surgery yeah. and you get surgery. There's that's risk. right. There's always risk. Yeah, there's I always know. risk. Done All right, let's times. talk about acne scars. We had a lot okay. of questions about that. So okay. the scars after, how do you get rid of them? Okay, so scars and hyperpigmentation are different. I'm going to assume that most people are talking about hyperpigmentation when What's they wrote that? that. So, you know when you get a pimple and it leaves you with a brown spot? Yeah. So if you're lighter color, if you're very fair, like I am very, I'm almost like see-through um, I turn kind of pink or red if you have more pigment your skin of color you're going to have more of a brown spot people refer to those as scars but they are not we call them post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation it's literally the darkness on your skin left after acne clears and that can happen with anything you could have a rash and get hyperpigmentation a bug bite that happens just as a response from our skin so the way that we deal with that is twofold number one Treating your acne, I always tell people the best way is if I treat your acne, you're not getting hyperpigmented anymore. And even if these were true scars, and again, I'm going to assume we're talking about the dark spots, true scars, the same thing that is damage, permanent damage to your collagen. We want to treat your acne aggressively so that you're not getting more of that. So my goal is, I always say to people, you got to put out the fire before you paint the house. You need to shut down the acne quickly within like three months if we can, get you clear, then you're not forming any new brown spots or scars. And then we can sort of work cosmetically on that. In my office, that's when I initially start using vitamin C serums or lightening um, creams. So we could use a prescription bleaching cream, something called hydroquinone. There are other lightening agents, kojic acid, niacinamide, licorice, tranexamic acid. There's a ton. Um, soy. There's a lot of other ingredients that help lighten the skin. So I'll often use a serum 
um, for my patients with, that contain some of those ingredients in the morning, a vitamin C serum in the morning. And then believe it or not, Retin-A at nighttime helps because it turns over the skin more quickly um, and can help brighten the skin. So those things, and then sunscreen. So sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. If you go outside and you get any color, those dark spots get darker. So you want to sun protect, use lightning agents and use a retinoid. Let's say you haven't been as like up on the sunscreen as you should have been yes. in the past. Uh-huh. It's um, never too late, get, honey. It's can never you get, too late. She's not speaking. She's talking never too late. For, for asking for friends. No, I think a lot of people... Yeah. Yeah, like, no, I don't, don't yeah. use it that much. Um, can you get rid of sunspots or like sun damage? Can you reverse it? Yeah, that's with that's a lot of work and a lot of money, truthfully. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's why I always tell people sunscreen is always number one. Like even my children go out in hats and sunscreen. We don't go, like we don't leave home yeah. without them. I've like given up on the sun. Like it's, I don't even get tan anyway. Yeah, and you're very so fair. Dumb. You're like me. I mean, you're yeah. also very fair. So you're going to burn rather than tan anyway. But tanning she is does. just as bad. There's no, tanning <laughs> is does. just as bad. There's no like, benefit to tanning versus burning they're equally bad for you so just don't do them but the brown spots that you have so things like glycolic acid lactic acid right so we do chemical peels can help or now there's some really great peel pads that you can get over the counter these lightning agents that i'm talking about um, you know, soy, licorice, kojic acid, tranexamic acid. And then I do lasers in my office to help get rid of them. So there's a lot of great lasers. There's some like no downtime lasers, something called Clear and Brilliant is one of my favorite. So it's a fractionated laser. I'm literally putting tiny little holes in the skin, um, but then it helps get rid of the brown spot over a few treatments. And I always recommend a great vitamin C serum afterwards and then in the morning because it helps that process along. There are stronger lasers that can literally take off the top layer of the skin, but you're young and I think for a lot of young people, we don't want downtime. So doing kind of a lower energy laser, um, IPL is another you know great laser that you can use. So there's so many good ones that can kind of do that. I have a question. Um, I know earlier we talked about like a whole like kind of generalized routine yes. um, for like normal, like not skin without um, any like scarring or anything like right. that. Or if you don't have, if you have rosacea, what about like different types of ethnicities or race? Like if you're African-American or Asian, like what, is it the same to the... Mm-hmm. Is it the same or yeah. do you have a different type of no, routine? No, that's that is a great that's a really great question and I would say that the ideas are the same but the products might change. So if you have more pigment, if you are skin of color, you're going to hyperpigment much, much worse than I would. So we maybe some of the treatments focus more on hyperpigmentation. Deep moisturizing is really important. Sun protection is still very important, except you know certain sunscreens are going to look more like a blue-gray color if you've got yeah. more melanin in your skin. So using a tinted sunscreen would be really important if you're somebody who has a darker complexion because then you'll be able to actually wear it and it won't make you look like blue or right so if you if you're violet. more likely to be hyperpigmented what should you which product is that affecting so i would like you're still going to need your vitamin c serum that's probably somebody who'd be more prone to using sort of brightening agents not a bleaching cream but brightening agents um and then you would still use a retinoid at night but let's say that you're sensitive skin i would start an over-the-counter if you have acne yeah. there was just a study that came out that showed that and i think it was in jama dermatology it's in one of like our big journals basically shows that skin of color patients who are skin of color are less likely to be treated aggressively for their acne. I don't know why that is because I actually am the opposite. When I see somebody who's hyperpigmenting badly in my office, I'm like, all right, we've got to get on this immediately. So I'm actually more aggressive. I was shocked by the numbers. 
but it does seem as though if you have if you are skin of color although you may be more likely to seek out the help of a dermatologist because you're bothered by your hyperpigmentation they're more they're less likely to actually be treated aggressively and that is a big mistake that's something that as dermatologists we need to be working on as as a group if if that's what's going on so i don't find that in my office but potentially, you know, worldwide that may be going on. Do you think that's, I mean, I feel like when you when you explain that trend, what I kind of analogize, analogize that to in my head is how like people who are overweight also don't get like as much treatment and care as people who are yeah. who are like mm. a normal, yeah. quote unquote, normal, yeah. normal weight. So, I mean, I do think that it is something to think about that there are like inherent biases in the way doctors are treating different populations. So yeah, I and think that's sh- kind of like the thing a is, issue. Right, and there shouldn't be because we actually get a lot of education I mean, I'm at Bellevue. We take all comers, obviously. You can come to this country the day before and we will see you and provide excellent medical care. So our curriculum, the curriculum in dermatology is really broad and we get a ton of training on all different skin colors. And so that really shouldn't be the case. I think it's more of finding somebody who is really comfortable treating acne. You know, like I I don't treat a lot of psoriasis because I'm an acne expert. So if you've got bad psoriasis, I'm not your person. So I would just say, if you have an issue with your skin, try and find the dermatologist who you know focuses in that area. And there are some who treat everything, and that's amazing, but there are others of us who kind of specialize. And so you may want to find somebody who specializes and is comfortable being aggressive quickly. Mm. Great. Um, last question before we go to non-scale wins. Um, two questions. Oh. There was the makeup and the, oh. and the annoying pimples. Because oh, everybody pimples. gets annoying yeah. pimples. Okay, let's do annoying, tiny what annoying do we, pimples. What do we do about annoying pimples? Do now, we pop are we talking them? about like the big cystic ones? Like the under no, the crown tiny, ones? No, no, no tiny like, let's annoying. Let's say you get like just some pimples that just like appear overnight and that they're not, they're not like a growing thing. You're like, oh, fuck, this hurts. Okay, so here's what I would say. If you're getting them all the time, you need an acne routine. So even those with mild acne, I can treat with like one or two prescription topicals. If you don't want to start that yet, there's some great over-the-counter options. So you can spot treat with salicylic acid gels or cleansers. Benzoyl peroxide is another great. So salicylic acid is a beta hydroxy acid that gets into oil glands. So it's good at unclogging pores. Benzoyl peroxide is anti-inflammatory and antibacterial. So it's good for like slightly larger breakouts. It's also great, by the way, for chest and, and back breakouts, benzoyl peroxide. So those are great over-the-counter treatments. Adapalene, which is different, is an over-the-counter retinoid. It is the strongest over-the-counter retinoid. Used to be a prescription. It's now over-the-counter. That is a great treatment for mild acne. If you've got, what if you just like sometimes get like an, a pimple like three times a month or twice a month, right? Like a big cystic thing, though. No, no. like a pimple. I would literally spot treat with that. Yeah, with I would get any either the different over the counter or a salicylic acid or benzoyl peroxide gel, and you just spot treat with it. You really should not pop a pimple, and here's why. And I know it's so hard because we all do it. And there's a TV show dedicated to it. So I love her so much, <laughs> Sandra Lee. Yeah. If you are listening, we love you <laughs> so much at Doctor Pimple Popper. I, I love you as a person and as a dermatologist. Um, so I do, I do. I really love her. She's a wonderful person. So um, you shouldn't pop, and here's why. Acne is an inflammation of your skin. If you pop, you're adding more inflammation. You're adding insult to injury, and that will cause more hyperpigmentation, and it actually can take longer for it to go away. So I would get salicylic acid, benzoyl peroxide, or the adapalene, the Differin, and literally spot it on there. Some people like these acne patches, which are like a little um, pimple patch that you could put on. I've actually seen some irritation from those, and that can leave you with a more of a dark spot. So I think you have to be careful of those if you're going to use them. But I think the three things I just listed are like the best over-the-counter options. Okay, we're gonna write you. Okay. We're gonna need them written down. <laughs> write it all down. Yeah, I'm gonna put it on story. Wait, last thing, makeup. Like makeup. I love makeup. 
Is it, makeup. Is there certain things that you should avoid when? Part of why I try to not wear makeup Tell is because I just don't want to like. I don't want it to fuck up my skin. And okay, so again, I think if you look for things that are oil free and not, there are certain brands that if you are acne prone, you should not be using. Like they, what? I'm not. Don't you make don't me say, say it. Okay, fine, don't make fine, me fine, say fine. it. It's, it's not a news item. Fine. No, yeah. don't make me say. Um, but I think if you look for, because there are so many good ones, if you look for things that are oil-free and non-comedogenic, you're going to be fine. A lot of the mineral um, makeups or or um, like powder makeups are going to be great. So you can, I think safely, if you're acne prone, you can use those. I love CC creams and BB creams. So um, I, I love like letting skin shine through and I don't think that you need to wear a lot of heavy makeup. Um, but if you use something like a CC cream, which is what I wear every day, I love, by the way, this I will plug because I love them and I have nothing to do with this company. <laughs> Herborian is a K-beauty brand. They make their CC cream is out of control. Oh, I've used that. Herborian. Herborian. E-R-B-O-R-I-A-N. I used to use that. It is so good. And it has an ingredient in it called Sika. Sika we see in a lot of other products. So I think... Um, L'Oreal maybe make or yeah uh, La Roche-Posay somebody else makes some Sika it, it's pretty well known and it can help with inflammation soothe the skin and I am obsessed with their CC cream it starts off like white and then it basically goes to your skin tone so it's really cool what? it lets your like skin shine through and I think it's part of like I, I, just, I love how it what looks it, do, it just like it makes of... your skin look amazing and flawless All right, it's so just, I'm gonna just go yeah. get it yeah <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty awesome I actually order it on um God, you can get it on Sephora, and I'm blanking because there's a place on the Upper East Side they're gonna that I actually go, and I'm like blanking on the name of it. And I'm so upset that I'm like forgetting it now because they're um they're lovely. They'll go in and do your makeup, and they've like curated some really great brands. That's where I found it. We'll have to put it like on your story or something because I'm just blanking on the um on the name of this of this store. But anyway, I've gone into that store. That was the first place I found it. And then I just order online from them now. Okay. Great. Yeah. So I love their stuff. So I do not think that makeup is inherently bad. I think that you need to look for one. Number one, like we don't want to be covering up our skin. And also if you have acne, I encourage people wear makeup until you feel better, until I get you clear in three months. Wear it. The greatest compliment is when someone comes in and they go, I'm barely wearing any makeup right now. Look how great my skin looks. I'm like, done. I've done it. So, We've done it. So if you're trying to clear up acne wearing makeup won't make it worse no and I think that they should because it'll make you feel better you're self-conscious when I get one pimple I feel self-conscious imagine having a hundred on your face which is often what I see with my patients I start make I sure that you wash it off at nighttime yeah yes. always and yeah. Taking it off with micellar water, you're saying it, it's good? It's amazing. Micellar water is a combination of oil and water, and it literally sucks in dirt and bacteria. In my own office, to have my patients take off their makeup before I do cosmetic procedures, yeah. I use micellar water. And my favorite wipe, Simple Skin Care, makes the most incredible micellar water wipes that are the ones that like don't irritate my skin at all. And it's literally micellar water, and they actually now have compostable wipes, so they're like great for the, the environment. I use the bottle and put it on a pad. You can Cotton. Do, you can do that too that's a it just it's like also the coolest you would love the wipe yeah you would love the wipe. I, the, wipe it's so crazy because like you use a cotton pad and i just use i add a little bit more and you can watch the makeup move as you add more to it like it just clears yeah. off that's and I'm what like, i'm saying that's yeah, the really cool amazing. thing about micellar water so it literally gets off everything in the most gentle way so if you have sensitive skin i'm obsessed with micellar it's water been around forever yeah. it just suddenly had like this resurgence like in the last couple years yeah. and all of a sudden like l'oreal like made it and all of that yeah like cauliflower much like it yeah. <laughs> I just want to ask one yeah. quick question. I'm yes, so sorry. Yes. What about like for 
all our like boyfriends and husbands yeah who don't do anything <laughs> they literally do nothing and if they they also wash their faces with their shampoo so yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> even getting the, even getting them to like use a different like soap I got I got him cleanser. like under eye cream just to start like okay, just that's am- honestly, honestly, have bags. honestly no, he he here, he feels like he wants that oh so he, I, <laughs> I would really start with gentle cleansing and sunscreen if I can get a man to wear sunscreen men often like gel versions of things they don't like when things like stick in their hair so you have to be you know what I mean and they don't like things that look kind of white or pasty on the skin I think as women we're a little bit more like tolerant of those things and some textures so for men I would look suffering through shit for beauty (laughs) I mean I would right or like we're used to layering people saying beauty is pain yeah Yeah. (laughs) we're just I can't believe that's like a site like a colloquial accepted site it's not an it shouldn't be yeah I know it should not be you need to find someone who's like you know happy to like take care of your skin and wants like be on a team with you to do it love it so for for men um if they could gently cleanse with like an actual cleanser twice okay. a day and a moisturizer with sunscreen you in the morning share the cleanser share the cleanser yeah and let them share your moisturizer with sunscreen a romantic oh, cleanser yeah. share yeah. yeah and then it's still it's still the same stuff like my next step would be to get them on Couples like a cleanser. retinoid at nighttime oh i see a number yes. of men for botox and i'm always like couples moisturizer literally oh, we'll do the skincare routine, routine together, together. Yeah. that's it Rusty, if you're listening. Hers, moisturizer do it I together love it. yeah I love so it. keep working until like you find something that he so wants them having like a beard doesn't like having hair on there doesn't it affect. not only well not only does it not protect them from skin cancer and other things but it shouldn't stop them from right, doing right. a skincare yeah, routine I get it yeah all right we asked a lot win. of questions we did, a lot. we did a lot this is the best I think people are gonna get so much information yeah. from this like you answered, take notes you answered so many questions of mine that I've had my whole life oh my god yeah. I'm so glad yeah like yeah. this is the skin episode of we should just life. call it the skin episode. I, I love skincare. It. Should be like demystified. It should not yeah, be scary. Right. Don't be scared about it. And I again, this is where I think like partner with a dermatologist to talk about it. And then honestly, most things are over the counter. You just have to figure out what what you use. See, that seems simple and obvious, and maybe that was how people functioned in like the '90s. But now everyone's like looking at what people are using on Instagram, Correct. and it's That's like right. they use this, blah blah blah. I think there's so much information that people yeah. are flooded and confused. It is very overwhelming. Very overwhelming. You, and there's you, also the status piece of like, do I get the expensive right. thing all right so you're you specialize in adult acne but do you do like body derm all the time okay so you check li- you do like baseline checks and things like that and that's one of the most important things is when i'm telling someone to come in like for their where we're doing acne or botox i always say we cannot forget about your skin yeah the rest of your skin it's just as important and so i always make sure that we're scheduling our skin checks okay it's really how critical. often should you be going to the dermatologist for body checks there is no actually recommendation for that so Uh I usually tell people from 30 and above you should be coming every year but if you have a strong family history of skin cancer I want to see you earlier or more often so I'll sometimes like my skin cancer patients I see somewhere between every three to six months if you haven't had skin cancer and you don't have moles that I'm monitoring every year is okay and obviously if you ever have anything new different changing or growing go in right away so within a month of developing something you want to see your dermatologist okay also a body check I believe is is covered once a year by your insurance right it's not considered preventative so it's not the same thing we are not as a specialist we're not oh. considered like going for your pap smear but I think I didn't I think I like went and I don't remember well, we like submitted for it we submitted through your insurance but because there's no guideline or recommendation for it th- it is not a it's not covered no it's okay. not a preventative service like going to your primary care doctor so okay. there still will be but we submit that way okay, okay. we submitted it. through your insurance 
So we have an audience non-scale win every week. We have an audience member submit something that they feel very proud of that has nothing to do with scale. So, hey, Betches, every week I listen to DST and ask myself, what was my non-scale win for the week? Usually I mull over my week and pick a moment that I'm proud of, but I have to think about it for a minute. So today was so satisfying when I realized in the moment that I was in the middle of my non-scale win. I just turned 32 a couple months ago and started thinking about some of the things I should probably start doing now that I'm most definitely over 30. I have had, I've never had a full body mole check before and finally scheduled one about a month ago Yay. of course by the time it came around I could think of a million reasons to cancel the appointment it is an emergency I'm busy at work this week I could have come into work late etc but I went to my appointment and everything checked out fine they want to see me annually now to keep an eye on things but all is good and I'm so happy I went Yay! that's amazing yeah I actually did the same exact thing recently like I just went in January I've never had a baseline check yeah. but I was confused like she just kind of like tapped me a little and like that was it like okay well I have people get completely naked so yeah, here's the I, thing if I don't yeah, see it I didn't see it so yeah you are naked so we don't worry about shaving when you come in I don't care if your nails are done I will never remember because I see so many people <laughs> naked so don't like seriously don't worry about doing any of that stuff for yeah. us you don't She's have to bound pamper by guys. <laughs> You're, right exactly you don't have to pamper just come in the most important thing is making sure that you don't have skin cancer so I see everybody naked I get an insanely obnoxious bright light all over you and I look and then if I'm worried about something we can always but do you biopsies. just kind of just like look well no I t- I do a lot of but touching like is it just like Sometimes, a little tapping okay, I have like no <laughs> I have uh, okay so I I have a family history of, I mean like, I'm not giving you a massage yeah. but you know <laughs> so really just looking like I have a family looking, history of basal use, cells so sometimes my dermatologist will like measure one and like I have a mole like on my boob actually yeah. so, so like my dermatologist will measure it yes. every year yes we measure we'll take pictures they I look use at a, it I like, use a fancy tool called a dermatoscope which is kind of like a really fancy magnifier that lets me look at the pigment network yeah. in a mole. So I use that the entire time I'm doing my skin check so I can look at moles more closely, analyze what they look like, decide if I want to do a biopsy. I'll often measure and take pictures. And then there's a really great service that you can actually have if you're somebody who has a ton of moles. You can have your moles photographed and then they're kept in um, like very safely, obviously, in basically like a bank. And then you go back once a year and they can check for changes. And these are more subtle changes that maybe I wouldn't pick up year to year, but because now you're tracked and you have a record of your moles, it's a great way to keep track of them. That's not for everybody. That's for people who have like hundreds of moles that it's like, hard to keep like track freckled of. freckled body. Yeah, if she's just yeah. like looking over you, it's probably because she doesn't see anything. Yeah. Like, to, like really. But I have a lot of like freckles all yeah, over my body like that. Yeah. The good thing is those all look, you know, like, okay, similar. Yeah. I just got it. No, I think, I think it's like the, it's like big moles that are like elevated. It doesn't have to be. They don't have to be. It does not right. have to be. I've diagnosed teeny tiny pinpoint melanomas. So Uh-oh. the thing is, this is I'm part coming. of, but this is part of why we do a, a residency, right? It's why we do 12 extra years of training. So we're able to help identify these things. But I always listen to somebody. If they think that a mole is growing, changing, or different, I, I, you know, that is a thing that I definitely listen to. And also I call it your ugly duckling mole. If you have a mole that just doesn't look like your others, if it's your ugly duckling, it can be a little bit darker, a little bit of a different shape. It's maybe changing a little bit. Maybe it's a little itchy. That thing needs to come off. So I've diagnosed the teeniest, tiniest melanoma just because I'm like, ah, this one just doesn't look exactly you like do your other. biopsy before or you, you just take it off? No, we biopsy it and then we submit it. So you should always have a biopsy first to make a diagnosis. And then if you have to go on to have more treatment, you can do that afterwards. Good. So I do this know. like weirdly paranoid thing where like I know where my moles are like on my back. Great. So I will make like an effort to cover those like especially with sunscreen or like just that like that specific little spot 
Is you can that get skin cancer? No, because no. you can get skin cancer anywhere that you have skin. Help, hence why it's called skin cancer. Which even is also, if it's not like correct. I have this like weird thing in my head that the sun is going to like activate it. No, <laughs> no, totally because most that you've had, most that you've had forever are just as like that are normal. There's no real higher incidence of them turning into melanoma than normal skin. So you really want to protect everything. And so sunscreen and protective clothing. Like I wear rash guards all the time. Those are those cute. They're chic, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They're like those little surf shirts. You know what I mean? So I'm uh, always shirt. in a rash guard. Like J. Crew makes cute ones. Mott yeah. 50 is a great company. Athleta makes them. You're so like in the sun when you go to the beach? Yeah. Because I like I'm out with my kids. What if you just sit under an umbrella? Nope. Still need protective clothing. Even under an umbrella? Yep. The sun reflects off of the ground and off of other things onto you. So you always need protective clothing. I just booked a trip to the Bahamas. What about just like a shirt? (laughs) A shirt's not... So a normal shirt, like a weave of what you're wearing right now, like a t-shirt, maybe gives you like an SPF of a four. So it's not enough. So when you get these rash guards, they have what's called UPF in them and they have like a 50 UPF. So it's really sunscreen. This when is you go in the like, sun, what's burn? the minimum SPF that you need to use? At least a 30, but I go higher. So I would do 50 does and it, above. Does it actually change? Because there's that myth that like anything above 30 does, is might as well be 30. Right. So 30 blocks about 97% of the sun's rays. 50 blocks about 98%. There was a study that came out maybe a couple of years ago that looked at a split face trial with SPF 50 versus SPF 100. And what they found is that the people with SPF 50 had more sunburns than those with the 100. So I actually do think that higher is better. Also, almost none of us use the right amount of sunscreen. So that SPF number is based on a certain amount of sunscreen. You need a shot glass amount of sunscreen. I just, a shot glass. Okay, spray. For what? To apply to your body every two hours. That's one ounce. If you look at your sunscreen bottle, it's, like it's three usually, ounces. Right. Yeah. You should go through a bottle oh of sunscreen God. a day. Almost no one's doing that. When so you're on the beach. When you're out, it yeah. doesn't have to be on the beach. Incidental sun, you walking around is just as bad. So what I tell people is wear protective clothing. So like here's how I do it. I'll wear a long sleeve shirt and my hat and sunglasses and then I'll put on shorts if I'm walking around because then my whole upper body is covered and I just kind of have to worry about like my legs. So I just make it easier if you're out. hot? (laughs) It actually, you're hot because the sun is beating down. I'm hot when I'm I'm not wearing a shirt. I know. You'll be, you'll actually be cooler than having sun beat down on your skin. Trust me because I do it. Interesting. I I actually think you're right because like I used to tan all the time and now I'm like, I'm like, fuck this. I, I don't even I like it. Just like, booked a trip to the Bahamas okay, yesterday. Well, I'm going, I mean, I'm going nice. to Florida next week with my okay. kids and I guarantee we will all be in rash. We're on the beach and I will guarantee that we'll all be in hats and rash guards in the whole nine hats are Hats are good. I'm hats a lover of hats. Everything. Well, if we're talking about aging and sunspots and wrinkles, you need a hat. You have to protect your face. You I need, need to get, get a, a chic hat. hat or <laughs> yes, <price>. you get <laughs> a good chic hat and it has to have a big brim. So get like a Great. fabulous like wide brim Ooh, hat. Let's go I have the hat that I wore in Canada. Cancun, but maybe I need another one. Um, Make sure not to go in. My, oh my God, you put me in the spot. My not to go in. Um, I don't like have. I did a really hard workout yesterday. That's good. Like That's really, win. really hard, like conditioning workout. And I was a. I didn't tell my trainer this, but I was gonna cancel, and I was like, just go. That's a big deal. And it was, and it, and it, and because I, I knew he was gonna give me a hard one, I just like felt it. <laughs> And uh, it was really difficult conditioning, but I got through. But you didn't you cancel. Go, girl. It was great. Yeah. How are you? Um, okay. These jeans that I'm wearing right now that are like, ex- like um, 
Cute. Uh, constricting my intestines at the moment. <laughs> um, so I bought these before my bachelorette party and uh-huh. I couldn't get them on. Like literally, they just like wouldn't go up my legs. Yeah. And then this morning, they went up my legs nice. and they're, I'm wearing Yay. them. Thank you. Nice. I'm like, and I, but, they, I, but they're constricting? They're right now. You're like, like, I cannot breathe, but mm. they're up my legs. Right. Now. Something they, they I are did. on. I'm gonna t- I did that so after I had my children I was just so desperate to get back into my clothes because I'm like if I have to put on another maternity pant I'm gonna like <laughs> shoot somebody that I would just put on my jeans but I could not zipper them or button them so uh, but I was so happy that they got up my leg and yeah. then I would just walk around with like a big tunic on so you could not <laughs> yeah. tell that basically like my they're, pants they're, were they're down to your knees yeah I'm like everybody's like wow you're back in your jeans I'm like uh-huh yeah, but like dress they're on. fully open yeah, <laughs> yeah these yeah, are like yeah, yeah. they have no stretch that's, but I really liked them because they, they had stars good, on them they and I good. wanted to not Do return them. Do you have a non-scale win? Honestly, I don't. I must be the most boring person ever. I'm like, or I Or just don't. something that you did that was you're proud of this week. You, I'm a single mom, so oh. I am... I am um, a lot to be proud of. I am constantly proud that I can literally get myself and two children dressed and ready in the morning and I think that is an amazing non-scale yeah. win. So I will just say I, I don't... I like kudos to like every mommy out there. And I will just say those of us who are doing it without a partner, it is just, you know, it's one of those things. How old are your kids? Six years old. Six. Yeah. (laughs) It's 60. 60. (laughs) My dad. It's my dad. My dad. My dad's my child. Six. That's cute. That's a cute age. They're adorable. Yeah. They're adorable. But the fact that I can get two boys ready and out to school in the morning is pretty impressive. Yeah. Right. Because they're like, I'm sure they're running around. Oh my God. They're lunatics. Amazing. I don't know what kids like. <laughs> not that anymore. Not anymore. Okay. <laughs> Too young. No, that's like a thing. That's what, that's what your dog likes. It's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. Well, yeah. thank you so much thank for joining you. us. This has been an amazing episode. Everyone go follow Shari at, at Dr. Shari Marchbine. S H A R I M A R. Like March and then B I E. B-E-I-N. B-E-I-N. Like the end I of my last it. name. Just Google. I'm so happy that sunscreen and sun protection is chic right now because always. I need. It's in Growing vogue. up, no, like growing up, like it was always like you have to get so tan. I would literally bake. Same. I've been to tanning salons yeah. multiple yeah. times. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh, yeah. why was I like so obsessed with that? My face doesn't even fucking tan. Do not spend <laughs> so an happy. ounce on anything else if you're not going to wear sunscreen. Don't wear your vitamin C. Don't do your retin-A. Get on some sunscreen and don't pay me for Botox if you're not wearing your sunscreen. Tan. Tanner. Love it. Do Great. it. I'm Great. gonna start Love doing it. that more. If you want to look tan, go for it. Do it sunless. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. For having if me. anybody wanted to be a um client or patient, patient. that's what I call it <laughs> for doctors. Um <laughs> what how do they find you? So you can either go on my Instagram at Dr. Sherry Marchbine, you can find me on my website, or I am at Downtown Dermatology in Tribeca. Love it. Be All there right. tomorrow. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Literally. We'll come in your Uber on yeah. the way home when you leave. Done. Done. All right. Thank you. Wait, thank oh, you. Wait, wait, sorry, we have a sign off. Hold on. We're always with you. Through thick and thin. Bye. Bye. Diet Starts Tomorrow is hosted by Aileen Cooperman and Sammy Fishbein. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Our podcast producers are Mike Coscarelli, Sean Kilby, and Carly Rice. And artwork is by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram and email your questions and non-scale wins to dst at betches.com. Betches.